Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special introductory podcast. Train like a saint and live like a king, featuring the one and only Sanjeev Shivananda. My name is Ali, and Sanjeevji, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Ali. It's a pleasure to be on the show and uh, talk about my experiences and the kind of work that I do and how I help people. So thank you, Ali. And, uh, of course, the pleasure is all mine. And uh, Sanjeevji, I uh, definitely was drawn. Actually, the reason, one of the big reasons that uh, we wanted you on the podcast was because of the name uh, that you decided to call this podcast, which would be Train Like a Saint and Live Like a King. What made you actually come up with this name? And what is the significance, Sanjeevji, behind Train Like a Saint and Live Like a King? Thanks again, Ali. I mean, that's a very good question because before we go any further, we must explain what is the reason behind the title Train Like a Saint and Live Like a King. In this title, the two key words are saint and king, and they're very symbolic. They signify a lot of things. Saint signifies a person who's disciplined in their practice, who's doing either yoga or meditation or any spiritual practices, but in a very disciplined and a very regular manner. And king is a symbol of success, happiness, wealth, prosperity. So this title signifies that to become successful like a king, you need to train like a saint and you can make your life and lead your life like a king. Wow, that is that is super allegorically deep, you know, and that's kind of what I was assuming that it was uh, sort of in the ballpark there. But that's a very deep and very strong explanation there, Sanjeevji. Thank you for that one. Sanjeevji, as the world is now changing and we are going through, of course, a pandemic, there are so many things out there, uh, so many people out there rather, that are going through a little bit maybe even a lot more stress than they previously were. And I feel like uh, based off the, what I know about the work that you do, you are out here to really make a difference in people's lives. And the question that I wanted to lead off with here for you would be a lot of us face fears when we have these stresses occurring in our life, you know, and these fears, we're, we're overcome by these fears and we feel like there's nowhere to turn. And my question to you, Sanjeevji, is why is it important for us to face these fears and tackle them head on rather than to just sit there and hope for things to get better? Ali, the reason why we must face our fears, a very simple first explanation is that running is not an answer. You cannot run away from anything and be successful. Anybody who has been successful, he or she has stood up to the fears, faced the challenges, overcome the challenges, overcome the fears, and become successful. And before we go any further, we must understand what is fear. Because if we do not know what fear is, then how are we going to stand up to it? And how are we going to face it? And how are we going to overcome it? So fear comes from only one factor. And that factor is that unknowingness. What is going to happen in the next moment? What is going to happen in the next hour? What is there in store for me in my life tomorrow, in a year, in six months? Will I be able to keep my job? Will I, my children be successful? Will they grow up to be happy? Will they have a good education? All these unknown factors are the reasons 
which causes fear because whatever i cannot see say you go into a dark room people are afraid they have a fear why because you don't know mm-hmm. what is in there so the best way to fa- to fa- overcome the fear is to face the fear and understand the fear only once you understand what fear is and only when you understand where the unknowingness is coming from then you can work on it and using different tools you can totally remove that fear it's like walking into a dark room you're afraid of not knowing what is in there but if a light turned on and you could see everything very clearly what's in the room your fear is gone you find that it's a beautiful room and it's got a lot of comfort you can sit there you can relax there similarly in our life we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and that's why we are afraid we have this fear but if we knew what's coming up then the fear is gone what a way to uh, put things into perspective uh, you know i feel like a lot of us need that and that's why it's one of the biggest reasons i respect what you're doing out here and um coming from someone like myself who's uh, just a tender age of 29 right now i haven't gone through some challenges on my own and uh sanjeev ji has definitely been more than a big big support uh, for me and once again like that, that that's one of the big reasons why we're here and uh, training like a saint and living like a king uh, this is a way of life and sanjeev ji if you can explain to us why the things that we do um let's say the training uh, the the yoga the meditation that you teach and the tools that you as you like to call them that you provide to us what those how can they help us train like a saint and live like a king so ali going back to the same title train like a saint and live like a king removing that fear of unknowingness how we can do that is by creating my future if i know what kind of a future i want and if i have the ability to create that future then there is no fear then there is confidence but to do that first of all you do need those tools of transformation and second you have to develop the resilience and the discipline of a saint to practice use those tools and once you start using them and once you start seeing the results coming into your life it gives you more trust gives you more faith and as you bring in this discipline more and more stronger in your life the more and more you use these tools you find that you have the ability to create whatever you want in your life and that's why we say you are the creator of your own destiny right right no 100% and i am actually personally living by these uh rules myself as um i am a follower of sanjeev ji's teachings and um i will say to all listeners today that I- i've actually tried to look for answers out there for quite some time now and there are a plethora of different resources out there that offer you or offer us change however sanjeev ji as he likes to really uh, put it and i love the way he puts this change is transient but transformation is lasting and sanjeev ji if you can just elaborate on that quote which i love from you uh, very much and explain why it is that change is so prevalent and so available out there but transformation is uh, 
much harder to attain and find? Yeah, that's a very good question, Ali. And first of all, at the offset, uh, you know, as you said, uh, and I must clarify when you said that, that my teachings and my methods, and uh, I must explain and say that these are definitely not my own methods that I have created. They have been passed on to me through a lineage. It was passed on to me by my guru and he received from his guru and so on. And we can trace back our lineage of our gurus right to the beginning of mankind. And they have been tried for centuries and several, several numerous people have used them and completely transformed their lives and suddenly have seen that they are the creators of their own destiny. So this is one of the most important things that I wanted to clarify. So changes are many, you know, say it's like changing clothes. You change clothes every day and then you change again. But a transformation is not of clothes. Transformation is of you. And this is what we do in our work. Changes can, you know, you put on a pair of clothes and tomorrow you change them or you can change them within five minutes. Right. Changes will be happening all along in our life. And once you start controlling that change in your life, it can lead to transformation. And transformation means bringing those changes in your life, which are permanent, lasting, and making a big difference in your life. And it's crystal clear the way you explain it, um, you know, and a lot of times I know uh, we've spoken about this in many of our sessions, the irony of these things, uh, you know, they do, a lot of times our problems, they seem like much more, they require much more of a larger solution than uh, what we seem to be able to provide at that time. But the truth is that it can be as simple as we make it, as you say, right? And uh, if we actually utilize the screwdriver to take the nail out of the wall or the screw out of the wall rather, um, then it'll be much easier and we won't have to bleed out our fingers. That's true. You're using the same analogy that, you know, we have used together for so many times. It's about uh, uh, each problem is as easy and as difficult as you want to look at it. It's always the perspective. It's always how you look at things. And say, for example, uh, in this an analogy, uh, if I said, Ali, there is a screw in the wall, please remove it. And you try to remove it using your fingers, your nails, your nails, is, nails are going to break. <laughs> your fingers might bleed. Then you might try your teeth and, and damage your teeth as well. <laughs> and the screw will still not come out. But if I gave you a screwdriver, within a few seconds, you will have the screw out of the wall. Similarly, any challenges, any problems that come in our life, they are like that screw in that wall. If you do not have any tools, that, that task of taking the screw of, out of the wall can be a big, big task. And in spite of your sincere attempts, you could still face failure. But if you had the tools to manage, to tackle these challenges and issues, then you're not afraid. They say, let the problems, let the issues, let the challenges come because I have the ability, the tools now to 
handle those problems. And this is what I call, again, transformation. It's only when we bring ourselves to a state of transformation by using these tools, learning these tools and practicing like a saint on a daily basis, that's when we slowly start making our life and live like a king. I mean, one could only imagine what the death. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> if you, if you don't have, if you don't have insurance, then God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, very well put, Sanjeevji. As always, um, moving on to the next question here, I would like to ask this question, especially for our listeners here, uh, just to give a little bit more of a in-depth uh, look into who Sanjeevji really is and what or more specifically Sanjeevji what made you uh, have this desire to uh, bring this change or transformation rather to the world and what sparked train like a saint and live like a king for you in your heart well to be honest Ali mean I I got uh, into learning spirituality at a very young age of 14 and I'll be truthful, why I was attracted towards a spiritual path at that age, I don't know. And now where I stand, you know, you look at it, it has to do with a lot of your past karmic influences that you have created yourself. Right. So I got interested, I was born in a very religious family but I was a rebel from a young age. I mean, it's not that I hated religion or I, I threw out religion, but I was definitely against against all the superstitions and and all the rules and regulations which did not make any sense. And I was always asking questions and never got answers. So I decided to kind of turn towards the path of spirituality. And I always was a seeker seeking answers to my questions. And at that young age, I had no teacher or guru or a, or a mentor. So I took to reading books and I was very fortunate once again that I found the right kind of books right from the beginning, you know, which would help any beginner to start like I mean at a very basic level understanding what life is and what uh, life challenges are. And then as I grew up a little bit, you know, in my late teens, I had my first guru and and then I had several gurus after that and I kept on learning and even today I'm learning in fact in the last seven eight years or so my learning has been the most intense as compared to any other part of my life mm -hmm. and uh, and I don't think it's ever gonna stop and it was only like in my about 20 years ago when I had brought in a lot of changes in my own life, I had seen the benefits and I was absolutely having a complete faith and trust in these methods that I decided that I should help other people too. And it was not that, you know, I just went through one life situation, I learned something and I said, okay, I'm gonna become a teacher. No, it took many, many, many years of hard work on myself first and bringing in those transformations within my own life that I decided that it is time now that I think I have the ability and the tools that I can help people. And then when I started working with people, 
as I was learning constantly all along, since I've been teaching for about 20 years, but I've been learning for 20 years. So as my learning grew, my way of teaching kept on changing, mm -hmm. kept on evolving and becoming better. Right. Uh, because if I look back, what I teach now, I was not teaching the same maybe three years ago. Three years ago, what I was teaching, it was not the same 10 years ago, right. and so on. And what I have found that as I learn more, as I transform more myself, the benefits that I can pass on to people I'm working with, they are becoming more stronger, more powerful, and much faster. And that's what you have seen you know, while working with me. How long did you two experience those transformations happening in your life? It was, uh, to be quite honest with you, almost instant. And that's Ali what a lot of people say to me while working uh, these days that the changes, the transformations that they see happening in their lives using these tools and bringing in a discipline in their practice, that their life starts changing towards what they want very fast. Yes. And Sanjeevji, I would like to thank you on behalf of all our listeners and um, personally, uh, you know, for actually, uh, you've actually mentioned this to me yourself. There are people out there that uh, have this wisdom and not everybody is willing to go out there and take in other people's problems and try to help them solve it. And this is something that I highly, highly respect in you and I would like to thank you for doing this and I am very happy with you Ali too the way you took up these tools and brought in those transformations in your life I'm really really very happy and proud of you so thanks to you also thank you thank you very much that's much appreciated I wanted to ask you in regards to when you say working hard when you say hard work is required in order to get uh, to these places what is your definition of hard work and why is it so important for us to outline what it is that we need and why we need to work so hard to achieve it because again uh, very simple thing Ali there's no free lunch in this world if you want to be successful if you want to be happy if you want to be healthy you have to put in hard work. For a simple example, you can say that if you want to be healthy, you want to be fit, it's not going to come by reading fitness magazines or watching fitness shows on your mobile apps or your TV. Right. You actually have to go to a gym. And not only that you have to go to a gym, you have to go on a regular basis. You cannot go for five days and then skip for two weeks. Or you go for two weeks and skip for three months. Nothing is going to come out of it. Right. Hard work and discipline and regularity are the key. So hard without hard work and nothing can be achieved. But that is one factor only, Ali. See, it depends upon the tools you are using with your hard work. Say, for example, I give you a huge mountain to break and I give you a hammer to do that. Right. It may take you several lifetimes to do that. So with your hard work, but if I give you a much, much powerful machine to kind of work on, that will be hard work to getting on the machine, driving it there 
and and manipulating it but you'll be able to break that mountain right so there is not just one factor but it's several factors which have equal importance and hard work is absolutely one of them yeah that's that right. without hard work the results are not going to come there is no free lunch in this world yeah, well, that's definitely a great way to put it i mean um, the machine itself needs to be learned how to be driven as well so that's another thing a lot of i actually never took it into consideration myself that hey you know yeah now you have a machine but you got to learn how to use it you got to read the manual and uh, you know for this one there's really no manual there's uh, you need a leader you need somebody that has gone through it what's the difference between experiencing uh sanjeev ji and learning something through material what is the difference between actually experiencing it in your life uh say for example there's a huge lot of difference say you go into the deepest you know parts of uh a forest in say in africa where you know that the tribals are living who have never seen electricity they never seen a light bulb they never seen a telephone leave alone a cell phone and you teach them all about a cell phone teach them all about a light bulb what good is it going to be for that person or how much believe or your trust those people will have in it unless you show them a light bulb unless you show them a telephone and make them talk to somebody sitting thousands of miles away similarly i can tell you ali oh this path is so beautiful you know you do this and try this for 6 months right and maybe your life will change how much faith and trust would you have probably very little but if i was able to make you experience all these things with the work that i do with you or with the tools that i provide to you that experience is meaningful that experience gives you faith it gives you trust and it helps you for your motivation to to kind of bring that discipline that is needed to put in that hard work when you see that if i do this i will definitely get the results then you will be motivated more to be more disciplined and keep on working on it and then finally achieve what you want in your life Yep, and, and that's exactly the reason why I, I asked that question because it wasn't until I went through the experiences myself, as I said, actually you told me yourself that hey, look, I'm giving you these tools, but when you experience everything, that's when you're gonna have faith in these tools, and that's exactly what happens. So you're definitely right about that. And one thing that I know, example that I use in such cases when people come to me, as you came to me. and almost everybody you know i have tried med- meditations i have done this i have done that i have this app i have this that and i still find it very difficult to stop my mind from working the thoughts just keep on pouring and even when i'm trying the hardest the mind doesn't seem to stop right and and if i tell them oh you know it's okay and just work for this and work for a few months and then you know one day your mind will kind of slow down your thoughts will stop no i don't do that as you experience yourself in my very first session as i did with you i did with other people we go through this process using these tools which we call the pranayams and pran kriyas are ones you experience yourself in the very first session within half an hour 
that your thoughts completely cease to exist. Your mind becomes empty. So that is something, if I told you one day early it'll happen, then the, the chances of you having trust and faith in this work will be very less. And that holds true for many other people too. But when you experience that, oh my God, like within half an hour, my mind is so peaceful, so quiet. Then you would have the trust and you would have the faith to continue and do more hard work and then finally achieve your goals in your life. And I can attest to that. I mean, Sanjeevji, like it sounded too good to be true in the beginning when you told me that, believe it or not, by the end of our session today, you will have a very large glimpse into what it is that you can benefit from and i'm like what in one in one session he's like just trust me and guys listeners um i am going to say this with all honesty it was that very first session with sanjeevji where i actually had uh, felt a relief from all these thoughts these eighty-six thousand on average thoughts that we have a day according to statistics and Sanjeevji brought it down to zero for me for that few moments. And that was probably one of the highlights of the year for me. For sure. Well, the fact is, Ali, that you brought it down yourself. Like, I am not a specialist in hypnosis or any other kind of thing that I would make your mind stop. But right. you did it yourself by the tools that I gave you. So that was that is that is the power of things that... I am not the one who's doing anything to you or anybody who works with me. I'm empowering people. I'm giving them the tools so they bring their own transformation. They are not becoming dependent on me for the rest of their lives. No, they take those tools, they go home, and then they can use those tools for the rest of their life and keep on bringing transformations they need. And that's that's such a selfless goal. And it's something um, that, once again, I highly respect about you, Sanjeevji. And uh, Sanjeevji, one of the strongest, actually one of the biggest questions rather, in terms of meditation and yoga, is this something that we would, that one should consider necessary for them in their life? Is this something that everybody should be doing? And if so, why? And if not, why? Well, that's a great question, Ali. I mean, that is yoga and meditation necessary for everybody? I say no, yoga and meditation is not a necessity, it's a privilege. And I will bring in that same analogy that you know we have used uh, before when I was discussing with you in our earlier sessions about taking a flight to go somewhere. Say for example, you need to really go somewhere. You have to make the travel, say, a long distance from here to Thailand, India. Right. You know, it's a 13-hour long flight non-stop. And how would you travel, Ali, if I ask you? Like most people, as most people would travel, you would say economy class. Yep. But this travel is necessity. You really have to go. And the cheapest way to go is economy class. And that is a necessity because if you have to do the travel, because there is no other way that is cheaper than an economy class. And what happens in an economy class in a 13-hour flight? The seats are cramped and they're getting more cramped by right. the day. And there is no leg space. And God bless if you're a tall person with long legs, <laughs> then even more difficult. And as the flight kind of takes off, 
uh, as the time progresses, you know, it's jam-packed flight, you know, there are kids behind you pulling your hair, screaming in your ears. The person sitting next to you is falling asleep on your shoulder and hopefully not drooling on you either. Mm-hmm. And, and even the flight crew is getting irritated by every kind of passing hour uh, because they're human beings too. And every hour you're getting more tired and tired and tired and by the end of the journey when you get off the plane you're like a broken piece of like a machine that mm-hmm. you know you really have to drag yourself out of the plane and but then you have the option of flying business class or first class mm-hmm. and that is a privilege economy is a necessity if you have to travel but business class and first class is a privilege and what happens in business class or first class your legs are not cramped like you you have like enough legs leg space you can extend your legs you can take a good sleep you can listen to your music you can watch movies and the food they serve you is so much better in the business in the first class than you get in the economy class and you really really can enjoy the journey and you're not getting tired by the every minute in fact you're getting more relaxed by the passing hour and god bless if you were traveling first class there are many flights which offer the privilege of a shower too so at the end of the flight when you get off that plane you get off like a brand new person and same holds true in our life that you can choose to either fly economy class which is a necessity you are born and it's a necessity that you have to take the journey of life and the cheapest and the easiest way is to lead this life economy class which is most of us are doing it you don't have to do anything to lead your life economy class but if you want your life to be business class or first class you have to pay an extra price wow and that is why if you look at any any airline any plane What do you have more economy class or business class? Tons and tons of economy class and a handful of business and first class seats. Because the airline knows that most people will not pay the price for a business and a first class and they will travel economy class. Similarly in this life too. A lot of people will lead their life economy class. challenges here their passing years every decade you know getting older sicker <laughs> more irritated more angry and at the end of the life they're standing like you know okay let it be over whereas if you put in the hard work the work that i teach the tools that i provide that allows you to go through the journey of life in business class and first class and every year every decade that goes by your life is getting better and better and better so again this work is if you want to lead your life business class or first class you don't have to do anything if you want to fly economy class wow and sanjeev ji i've heard this uh, example from you um a few times uh, throughout our uh, sessions and I will say that till this day it hasn't gotten old for me. It is such a true statement. It is such a true example and it definitely resonates with the title of this podcast 
where you train like a saint in order to live like a king. Because really and truly, having first class and business class is living like a king because you trained like a saint. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. That's the whole meaning. You put it very nicely uh, of this title that we have today. And this is what I help and teach people to achieve. But it's only if somebody is willing in to put that hard work, the discipline, then like a saint, then this much I can promise you, your life will be like a king. And Sanjeev Ji, you know, I do, uh, I do know that you are working on actually bringing uh, your teachings out to uh, the whole world. And I wanted to actually ask you, maybe if you can give us a little bit of a sneak peek. Uh, in regards to what you have cooking up for us. Uh, is, are, are there any uh, specific kinds of teachings or uh, maybe, um, you know, a, a course or something like that that you are uh, cooking up for us? Yes, I mean, I'm offering a bunch of different options depending upon what suits you. Like, uh, mm. in fact, I call it a buffet. So, <laughs> right. uh, of options. Uh, I mean, the most powerful way that you have worked with me is one-on-one -on -one sessions. Yep. Having said that, it is difficult for me to accommodate, you know, tons and tons of people for one-on-one -on -one sessions. You know, there is a limit to what I can, uh, how many people I can work with in that format. Of course. And then I offer group sessions as well. So it makes it easier for me and many others uh, to benefit mm -hmm. and then people can benefit in the group session about the progress each and every person is having in that group right and on top of that the icing on the cake is which will be coming out soon mm -hmm. and i'm working on it uh to bring uh, my course yoga charyas to bring it online and once that is there then there are so many people who can just go online, register for that course and absolutely learn these tools of transformation and bring in those changes in their lives. And of course, after doing this course, uh, you know, we're providing many other benefits attached to that course, like having a community of yoga charyas, having a support network, having mentors for the rest of your life. So this is how uh, I am planning to bring out my work in different, different formats. And it is to help because everybody has a different way of learning. Everybody has their preferences and choices. So I'll be offering various, various options, make it easy, to make it simple, so that more and more people can learn. Honestly, Sanjeev Ji, that sounds so exciting. And I genuinely mean that I'm definitely going to be signing up. I, uh, in, in regards to that, actually, on that note, is there, uh, let me rephrase that question. Are people of any age able to begin? And is it, uh, is it necessary that you have to be a specific age in order to uh, start this work? Is it ever too late or is it ever too early? Well, no. In fact, I mean, as uh, the saying goes in our uh Sanskrit and Hindi background, a very ancient saying. I'll say that in Hindi and then I will translate it for you. Jab jago tabi savera means whenever you open your eyes, whenever you wake up, 
right that is the time the sun is rising that is the time when the day is beginning it's never going to happen that when you wake up when you open your eyes the sun is setting no it's not that so that is why it doesn't matter where you are in your life how young or how old you are everybody will benefit but definitely the sooner you start the more you will reap say for example you start saving for your retirement when you are 20 years old when you retire you have a lot more money mm-hmm. but if you started saving at age 40 right. but then what if you were at age 40 making so much more money that you saved only for 15 years you will still have enough so it it is definitely more reasonable to start earlier the better but it's never too late never too early okay so essentially you're saying that it there is no age limit to starting this work we are the ones that make the choice rather and based on how badly we want to achieve our goals then we dictate whether it's worth the price or not and absolutely and it's also you know that when do people get an opportunity in their life also right i mean whenever a desire also grows in their life so there's so many factors that there are people who would not be inspired to bring in these transformations even if an opportunity arose in front of them and then there'll be people who are wanting to grow wanting to transform but the opportunity is not presenting so there are so many factors that come into play so that's why i said the external factors are not in your control so that is why whenever you wake up whenever you become aware that i have had enough of this economy class life and i want to lead my business class life then it's never too late you can start any time you want to whenever the desire grows from within you that that actually is definitely going to be encouraging to many of our viewers out there Sanjeev ji because there are a lot of people out there including family members and loved ones that I uh, that I uh, have in my life that feel like hey you know what it's a little bit too late for me you know they they pack the bags and they say what's next and you know um it, it's it's quite sad to know that there are solutions out there and unfortunately um you know some people just cannot uh, as you said, put it wake up to the sun Yeah, like I said, it is again like uh, without uh, again judging anybody or any because we right. have a huge amount of respect for everybody and anybody, no matter at which stage of their life they are in. Yes, of course. Because there are so many factors that control, which are so different from one person to another, even in the same family. Like there could be two siblings, three siblings, growing up with the same set of parents, same environment, but. the circumstances still can be different for them and they would grow up to be very different people and one may become very spiritual another may become a criminal so you you have no idea we have no idea in fact that what are those factors doing to those people's minds but then the only thing that we look at is that when is the time and which person is going to get inspired and said enough is enough i have had enough of this economy class life and i want now to lead my life business class or first class so that inspiration that motivation has to come from within without that you can it's like saying you can drag a horse to the water but you cannot force him to drink to drink right 
No, that's very well put, Sanjeevji. Um, you know, I ha- had another question for you as well uh, before we wrap up here. I mean, in a nutshell, Sanjeevji, uh, when it comes to yoga and meditation, we could all go and type something in on Google and, and you know, uh, find out what yoga is and what meditation is, get some tips from some practitioners. However, I personally have... Uh, you know, tried all that in my earlier years, but it wasn't until I had met you and uh, seen the tools that you had to provide and seen how unique they are in comparison to what's out there. And Sanjeevji, to reiterate in a nutshell for our listeners, why is Sanjeevji's yoga and meditation teaching so different than what we can find out there? Very simple, because... When you Google something or you find on the internet, what are you going to find? Say, for example, it all again begins with that desire that comes in that I want to transform. And when the need, when the desire, when the situation is that strong, it's like, say, for example, you have a common cold or a cough. You can Google, like, what should I do or what kind of, you know, over-the-counter medications I can get. Right, Robitussin. anything i'm not selling here any product so (laughs) area so but say somebody had a big major problem like a very high blood pressure or arrhythmias in the heart or Mm -hmm. or any big thing right or say person says you know like i just cannot go up like stand up in the morning i'm so weak there's something terrible happening would you now go online and search or would you go see now a specialist to do that right so again it all depends if you want like small little changes in your life fine you no know, go online and search and and try them they may work or may not work as in terms of common cold you know one thing works for another another thing doesn't work for another but when you are inspired to bring big transformations in your life then that google search or small little measures are not going to change if you have to Break a small stone, that's fine. You can use tiny little tools available online and maybe, sure, break them. But if you have a mountain to break, then you need very special tools, very special trainings. And that's where my work comes in. And none of that I teach will ever be found online because they are. it's very, very specialized. It is very, very ancient. Tried for centuries successfully over numerous, numerous, numerous people. So... A big difference, again, not in terms of what I offer, but also in terms of what you're looking for. Mm. Wow. And uh, Sanjeevji, I would actually, I had a very, very um, unique request for you today. Please end this uh, podcast for us with a story, one of your famous stories. Do you have one favorite of yours? I had, uh, I was actually thinking of uh, the 99 story. Oh yeah, that's that's very good. I think it's very relevant. To very what we're relevant talking today, about. what we are talking. Yeah. So this story is about uh, it's called the ninety nine club story, and in old times in India there was a king, very caring person. Once in a month he would, you know, put on a disguise, and he'll go and walk amongst common people to see like how the people's lives are going on, if there are any challenges and any issues not just relying on what his ministers were telling, but he actually wanted to be on the ground and see it for themselves. 
and often he would see families facing challenges you know some good times some bad times but there was one family that you know every time he went past their house there was always joy there was always happiness there was always laughter the husband and the wife and the children always happy satisfied and all you could hear from that house or see was just joy and fun and one day he couldn't stop himself and he asked his minister who was accompanying him the king asked him why is this family so happy and they're not like rest of the families and the minister was very wise he said uh, sir it's because they haven't joined the 99 club and the king was curious as what is a 99 club he says rather than explaining it to you i will show it to you if you have trust in me you know give me a month's time and please give me uh, 99 gold coins and he said what is that going to do he says no just have trust in me and and give it to me and i'll show you what's a 99 club and what it does to people so the king of course gave him 99 gold coins and this minister puts these 99 gold coins in a bag and at night goes outside the house of this family and leaves that bag at the doorstep next early morning as usual the person wakes up and the happy family person and he opens the door and he finds a bag lying there curious he opens his bag and sees a whole lot of gold coins in there he hurriedly kind of goes inside closes the door and takes out all the gold coins immediately thinking that oh somebody must have left a gift for me you know somebody caring for me and let me count how many gold coins are there so he starts counting 1 2 10 20 and finally reaches 99 and he stops now it's not possible i must be making a mistake in my counting why would anybody leave 99 and he starts counting again again it's 99 he counts three times four times every time it's 99 then he calls his wife maybe i'm too excited i'm making a mistake and his wife comes and she also counts a couple of times says no they are 99 and now is what why 99 why not 100 why would anybody leave me 99 why not 100 and slowly as he is thinking his happiness is going away his focus is on 99 and he says okay you know what somebody gave me 99 but i am going to make it 100 and to buy another gold coin i have to save money So he starts cutting off his expenses, starts spending less on his wife, starts lessing, spending less on his children. And but every day he will kind of take those coins out and count like 99, 99 and saving more money one day I'll have 100. And one fine morning he wakes up, counts the coins and they are 98. Now he counts several times thinking that what happened and then but they are 98 so he calls his wife and said what happened well, i have a gold coin missing and she said well i took one because you know we haven't bought clothes and <laughs> and school books for our children for a long time and oh, they boy. needed it and now he's furious over his wife furious over his children and now he's angry he said i had to kind of buy one coin now i have to save for two coins and this fighting starts happening between the husband the wife and the children are stressed and the one month is over and the king is on his routine monthly round and he walks past this house 
from where he only heard the good and happy sounds now he heard the sounds of fighting anger and he looked at his minister and said what happened here he says well they have joined officially now the 99 club <laughs> and this is what happens in our life too that we have 99 things that we want in our life and maybe one thing is missing mm-hmm. and we lose our patience our happiness our joy in pursuit of one or two things that we do not have in the life and we do not ever sit back and enjoy those 99 things be grateful for 99 things it's not wrong to go in for the 100th thing or the 101st thing but first of all we must learn how to enjoy the 99 things that nature has given to us whether it's good health good family good house good job some comforts here and there we never look at a buffet of things you know that are available to us that nature this life has given to us and in the pursuit of pursuit of one or two things that we don't have we destroy the life and that's what we call a 99 club we are almost all of us are living in that 99 club situation where we have 99 things but the one thing that we don't have is messing up our lives completely wow and sanjeev ji uh i don't have time for 99 things to count out right now but i'll count to one and i'll say i'm very very grateful for having you um be part of this podcast and uh to wrap things up here sanjeev ji uh, thank you so much uh for your wisdom and for what you are doing uh for the world and what you're offering for the world and uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show um sanjeev ji It was my pleasure to Ali and uh it's been a pleasure working with you it's been a pleasure being on the path podcast with you and my sincere hope and wish is that more people can get something out of this and anytime they want my help they know where to find me my website is sanjeevshivananda.com and it's also uh that website is provided in the titles of this show Anybody who needs further guidance for the help I am always there. So thank you Ali. Yes and uh thank you listeners um as uh, Sanjeev ji uh, did put I will uh repeat one more time uh, that's www.sanjeevshivananda.com and you may check out um, the ma- the many different types of uh, uh content that are available on there including the stories uh there are actually videos uh very beautifully uh made for those uh, stories and uh, they really do give Yeah, the the moral lesson in a more visual and a more immersive way uh for all of you who are fans of that sort of art and thank you very much for listening once again namaste and have a good night thanks ali bless you